Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Radio Show. I am extremely excited tonight as we have an amazing filmmaker coming on in a moment named Thomas Denty. And he's going to be talking about his film, which is raving right now. It's called At the Jersey Shore. And I had the honor of seeing it recently at the Asbury Film Festival. So he'll talk about all the different places that it's being shown right now. It's going to be out on major digital sites after April 27th. And again, he will fill us in on all those details tonight. But before I bring them on, I always like to just give a brief introduction to my show, especially for new people tuning in for the first time tonight. Um, again, it's been such a pleasure supporting so many amazing people out there. I launched the show. It's been over a year now, and um, I really had an interest in developing a forum and a radio show where I could bring on various types of persons in the entertainment industry. And it could be comedians, filmmakers, musicians, entrepreneurs. Um, it's kind of the whole gamut, my show, to really create a forum to support people. Um, I personally know how difficult it can be to especially manage your career independently. Um, I'm a singer-songwriter with an album out, and I'm also excited to announce that I have another couple of songs coming out soon. I'm doing a bunch of featured artists artist work right now for a variety of bands and musicians. So there's some new stuff in development, so that's going to be coming out in the near future. I'm also a clinical psychologist, and that's what my background is in. I have a strong background in interviewing people, um, and I work presently as a forensic and clinical psychologist for my full-time job. So I really wanted to take my background and my passion for the entertainment industry, coupled with my background in psychology, and as I mentioned, create a forum to support people and help spread the names of my guests to the world out there so people can learn about who they are and what they're doing. So if you're creating a, if you're tuning in, sorry, for the, um, tonight, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. You can also call in and ask questions at 805-243-1320. And I also have all the information available in the chat room. I will do my best to go back and forth if people want to post questions in the chat room. Um, I have my own notes in front of me, but please keep in mind this is a, a one-person show, so I'm managing everything uh, by myself right now. And what we're going to do during the show, too, I'll take a quick break in the middle of the show. We're going to do some advertisements for some people that are advertising presently on the show, as well as give some plugs for some upcoming interviews that I have in the next couple of weeks. Also, tonight, just please keep in mind, I always put this out there just to kind of let everyone know that um, the show is not meant to be providing any type of formal therapy or treatment. Um, I guess do like to joke around with my psychology background, and I'm more than open to answering questions in a broad and uh, general framework, but it's not going to be uh, meant to, like I said, be personalizing anything to people or trying to do any type of uh, on-air therapy. That's not what the show is about. And if people do want to talk about any type of embarrassing uh controversial experiences. I do want people to feel free to be open and honest on the show, but to please keep any identifying information about the persons, organizations, etc., that you might be talking about anonymous because the show isn't meant to personally embarrass anyone. So let me tell you guys a little bit about Thomas Bensey. I don't want to give too much away and give some information about who he is and his film at the Jersey Shore, as I mentioned, which he is promoting the heck out of right now. 
So um, he's a 31-year-old actor, and he also uh, is a, developed an interest in writing and directing, and this is his first feature film that he's going to be talking about tonight. He will definitely fill us in tonight on his experiences at the Jersey Shore, which is where he grew up um, in Seaside Heights during the summers and hung out there. And uh, we all know about MTV's Jersey Shore, and I'm sure we'll touch base on that tonight, too. But the interesting thing that he'll definitely fill us in on is that his show was actually is not so sorry it's been a long day everyone his film was actually developed in uh 2005 is when he started writing it and so it was really um brought forth prior to the mtv reality show kind of hitting it big so he definitely had a background in this before that became the uh phenomenon out there right now with the craziness of the jersey shore cast so his film is typically about it follows New Jersey uh, paper guy who is doing an expose on the shore's stereotypical sex, drugs, alcohol, nightclub scene. And if people get the film, you will see the bamboo, karma, all the seaside heights uh, clubs are featured in this amazing film. So in the in the film, it really follows this person who comes down to the Jersey Shore with the expectation of it being this, you know, place about all partying. But along the way, as Thomas will talk about tonight, it discovers a lot of different things. Um, and it's not just about the typical kind of party animal atmosphere that people thought it was going to be. He also produced the film uh, with Greg Rem, who is a director of documentary programming, and uh, he works for HBO, so we will definitely plug Greg as well as all the actors and people who starred in his film tonight. All right, so let's bring Tom on now so we can start the interview. Hey, Tom, how are you? Hello. Hey, I'm doing good. Carrie, how are you doing? Good, good. Welcome. I'm so honored, and it's it's great to have you on tonight to promote your movie. I'm honored to be here. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show, and congratulations on all your upcoming uh, music that's coming out. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I have some other stuff in the works, but this is about you and my guests, so I just I, I like to you know throw some of that stuff out there, too, just to show people that I'm multifaceted, uh, so to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, um Yes, yeah, so I wanted to, I guess, start the interview out a little bit, you know, before we delve into your film, and, and we're going to promote the heck out of that tonight. But talk a little bit about, I guess, how you became interested in filmmaking, directing, acting. You know, growing up, was there anything particular that kind of drove you to that uh, field? Sure, sure. Well, you know, uh, growing up, I always loved movies. Um, I was definitely a movie buff um, throughout my adolescence. And when I hit college, um, you know, I started taking some acting classes, and I started doing some theater, and I started doing some student films. And then when I graduated from Rutgers in 2003, I um, I really pursued it. I had a job um, at a local law firm that was kind of flexible, and I really was into the, the city all the time, you know, going on auditions, trying to get parts in independent films. I did off-off-Broadway plays. Uh, you know, I took classes. So I, I really pursued it for uh, a good two, three years there from like 2003 to 2005, just straight up acting. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I kind of got discouraged because I was, you know, auditioning for a lot of these parts that I, I know a ton of actors were auditioning for, and I was lucky enough to get parts in some of these projects. Um, but it was just one disappointment after the next. It was just being lied to by shady producers, being lied to by shady directors, and all these, you know, independent films that I thought were very legitimate from the onset turned out to be nothing but, you know, problems, and um, none of the projects really went anywhere. And I got to the point where after doing that for, like I said, two and a half, three years, I just said, 
enough. You know, this is just, it's not going, it's not bringing me any, anywhere. It's not helping me further my career. Mm-hmm. I just saw there was no real outlet um, to make it just straight as an actor. I didn't really, all my friends, you know, didn't really have legitimate agents. All the people that I knew, even peripherally, um, you know, really weren't making careers out of just being an actor. So right. that's kind of when the time, yeah, so that, that's kind of uh, when I, Switch so gears a little quick, bit. I, I don't want to interrupt too much. Just to digress. No, no, no. Sure, you, sure. I think you bring up an interesting thing that, you know, you could educate people. At least, you know, give a couple of bullets about it. That oh, what are sure, things that sure. people can look out for? Because you said, you know, you ran into some shady people. There were people that, you know, evidently were trying to take advantage of people out there, whether it's, you know, taking money from them or promising them things that they couldn't uh, live up to. So, what would you recommend people looking out for so they can? hopefully not get themselves or avoid these situations. Yeah. uh, Nowadays, there's really just two things that really will set off some red flags. Number one, just look at the script. If it's a legitimate script, um, you know, that's, that's, that's good. If if it's a script where you, you see that there's a good story in it, you can see the value in it just as not only as an actor, but just as a a spectator, as a, as an audience member, then that's number one. Number two, nowadays, just ask what kind of camera they're using because um, if they're using, you know, um, um, a very uh, poor camera, then the project's not going to, going to go anywhere. But if they're using um, a red camera or a Canon 5D or they should, I think even came out with a new one, uh, the Ellipse. I'm not familiar with that one, but there's uh, there's like legitimate uh, digital cameras. But if they're using something of lower grade, then the project's not going to go anywhere right off the bat. Okay. 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 Thank you. Thank you for definitely uh, sharing that with everyone. So yeah, and then it's just you know it's just it's just a per- I'm sorry it's just you know just you can just you know just as a as a human being you can kind of see if it's too good to be true it usually is. Um, that's definitely um, a good words of wisdom for people that are trying to make it in the acting industry. I would say. Right. Right. And unfortunately, as we know, it applies to a lot of different industries, whether it's acting, you know, music, filmmaking, comedians. I mean, there's a lot of you know, difficulties out there and challenges with any type of entertainment-related field. So, you know, but I think you bring some good points and valid points to the table for people to, uh, you know, consider when they're getting into this type of stuff. Um, Okay, so there you go. Transition now into, I guess, when the acting stuff wasn't, you know, going where you wanted it to go, then you started looking at becoming a director and getting involved in other aspects of the industry. Yeah, Um, so... I guess around the summer of 2005, after you know being let down by one project after the next, being lied to, you know, ha- uh, having these directors and producers really promising the world. I mean, everybody at that level, you know, they were like the next Spielberg, or they, you know, already I, before I knew how hard it was to get a distribution deal. I mean, every project I I, I was signed on to already had a distribution deal in place without you know nothing attached to it. So after all that stuff just kind of um, you know didn't work out, and and I got fed up, and then. You know, I figured to myself, because a lot of these scripts, uh, they were pretty bad. Even though, you know, they, the, the directors and producers were promising the world, the, the scripts were pretty just stupid. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I wanted to just write, you know, something myself. And I thought, you know, maybe I can write, you know, a good script. Um, I have ideas. And it really just... Um, you know, like you said, I spent all my summers at the Jersey Shore, and I thought it would be a great backdrop to some sort of story. And I had just general characters in my head initially from people that I knew. And it was really just, you know, I just really just 
on a loose leaf pad, I just kind of wrote down just the basic synopsis and who the characters were uh, during that summer of 2005. And that's kind of where it really all started. And then um, I ended up um, getting my master's, or I enrolled at the new school in Manhattan in media uh, communications and uh, screenwriting. And that's where kind of everything just honed in. I learned how to produce films. I learned how to write a screenplay. I, I learned, uh, you know, filmmaking techniques and all that stuff. Nice. And, um, and that's kind of where everything came to place. And I still didn't give up on the acting. During that time, I was also taking uh, acting classes, which actually turned out to be the best acting classes that I've ever taken uh, with Wendy Ward in Mid Midtown Manhattan, um, and that's where I learned the Meisner acting technique. Um, as well, and that's you know what really and just what's, uh, real quick, what's the Meisner? Give us some uh, feedback on what that is. <laughs> uh, well, there's kind of two uh, general. Um, you know, methods of acting. There's like the method, which is you're kind of ingrained in the character and you kind of live and breathe that character for the whole time that you're shooting on and off, offset. You know, like a, okay. a famous method actor is Daniel Day-Lewis. He really just in, embraces the character so much that, you know, he, he is that character for the whole time that they are shooting on and off, you know, in front of the camera and off the camera. Whereas Meisner is more of in the moment. You're really working off the other actor um, and you, when it's done, you're just done. And it's, it's, it's also sense memory you bring you know you what you do is you um you set up scenarios in your mind with real people and real things and real events and you use those scenarios that you set up that could possibly happen and you use that to influence your um emotional um capabilities and you know how you present uh your emotions on the screen or on stage, whereas um, the method, like a Daniel Day-Lewis, they more or less they use stuff from their past, like they'll use a, a an event from their past, and they'll use that emotion to kind of influence um, their 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 emotions on stage. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. I think it's definitely interesting to, because again, that's one thing I do not do is act, so I, I think it's really interesting to learn some of the technical concepts and, and different things that you guys are involved in. So really cool. All right, so talk more about, I guess, uh, what was going on. You're, you're getting your master's at the new school, and while you're there, evidently that's where you meet Greg Graham, who was uh, the producer that worked on you with the film. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Sure, you're, sure. I, I met Greg in the fall of 2008. I think it was, a, um, it was, I think, a filmmaking A to Z class where he learned just about storytelling and filmmaking in both documentary format and in uh, fiction and narrative format. And uh, Greg and I struck up a friendship, and we worked on a project in class together. And uh, he seemed like just a really genuinely nice guy. And, um, you know, I, I, at that time, I've been working on the script for a few years and uh, had, a, uh, had a few drafts that I had written. So I, uh, you know, I, I let Greg and I told him about it. And uh, he said, yeah, sure, I'll take a look at it. And I knew he, his experience at HBO, and I knew that he had uh, directed a film uh, back in uh, 1998, and uh, you know he he read it and uh, he gave some really good insight. Overall, he liked it. The initial draft that he read, and um, you know just it kind of just snowballed from there. It just it really snowballed from there. And then that final that that following summer in the summer of 2009, that's kind of when everything just went into production. I had one more professor, Bill Pace, uh, at the new school. He was the screenwriting head over there. Um, he read the the script. He gave me his his notes. 
Um, I remember really fast, like you know, uh, on a weekend, because this was very close to the time we started to pr- uh, production. Um, okay. You know, I just rewrote the whole script at that point, and then I let him read it one more time, and uh, he said, "Yeah, you know, I think you got something here." And then we we started filming, um, probably like a month after that. So it kind of uh, it kind of was like a rush towards the end, but uh, it, uh, it you know we we kind of just went with it. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I mean, I came to the film festival in Asbury Park. I thought it was amazing. I thought the production was phenomenal on it. The directing, your acting in it, the actress that you guys uh, hired for it, it was definitely top-notch, and you guys did an amazing job with the film. Um, So I can see definitely why it's making some uh, headway out there right now. Um, Tell us a little bit about, I guess, in terms of your role, because you had so many roles in the film. Was it difficult being, you know, the director, the writer, as well as, you know, starring as the main actor um in the film yeah yeah it was i mean it was pretty crazy and i was lucky enough to have such a great production staff behind me um the two guys that really did the cinematography for the film uh mike and spike um they helped me out tremendously uh with you know just setting up the shots and also creatively too they really had some great input in terms of just the creative creative aspect of of the film um greg was tremendous he helped out my brother helped out and uh, you know we just i kind of just didn't think about it we just kind of did it you know we just kind of did right. it and everything just kind of fell into place uh but it was definitely uh, it was challenging it was definitely challenging i was lucky enough at that point after essentially four years after we initially i initially started the script and after so many rewrites that i really 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 knew um the characters and i really really knew the story so mm-hmm. you know i had definitely had that going for me um, but then we just had to just had to lay it all out, and I was lucky enough to have such great actors who just really just came, you know, super uh, ready, and they just brought so much uh, more than I had written down to the roles, and uh, they just fit the, the part so perfectly that um, I just got really lucky, and everything kind of just fell into place. That's cool. No, it's it's really cool. And I, again, I don't want to give too much of the film away, you know. And, and I'm sorry to the audience right now if you know people are you know, have more questions about it, but I definitely want to keep people intrigued and, and wanting to purchase the film, especially towards the end of the show when we talk about where people can uh, get a hold of this. So talk a little bit about I think it's so interesting. As we know, the Jersey Shore, you know, they, they kind of come to this height kind of right around or a little bit before you release your film. What was some of the reaction, if any, that you received from people when you released the film? Did people think that you were piggybacking off of that who maybe didn't know that you wrote this film, you know, many years prior to the Jersey Shore people uh, making uh, the, the waves that they did. Yeah, yeah. well, what happened was, um, like I said, in 2009, that's when we started um, the initial production of the film. And uh, during that time, we filmed at both Bamboo and Karma, and we had heard that MTV was in Seaside Heights doing something. We didn't really know what was going on. We thought maybe it was some sort of, like, real-world show or maybe some sort of, like, true-life special. Um, We had no idea. Uh, but we saw the cranes at Bamboo, and we saw the characters, but they were they were nobodies at that point. Nobody really knew who they were, and it wasn't that big of right. a deal. And then six months later, Christmas time, you know, the world exploded with this Jersey Shore stuff. And it kind of um, it kind of changed things, but it also solidified exactly what we were really trying to do with my film. Because really the theme of the film is that, yeah, there's a lot of sex, drugs, and rock and roll at the shore, but there's a lot of substance there, too. There's a lot more than a lot of people know about. So... Um, that kind of 
you know, with, with, with MTB really just glamorizing and, and really just expressing just the one side of the shore, um, you know, kind of just solidified what my film was all about. So, yeah, when it, you know, it, it's kind of an interesting thing because, at, you know, there's, um, uh, you know, we would be fools if we didn't acknowledge the MTV show with a, a movie that um, is f- filmed at the same locations, filmed at the same clubs as MTV. But at right. the same time, we want to distinguish ourselves from just like that nonsense that they're kind of portraying, you know. So it, it's kind of like a fine line um, because our, 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 our film acknowledges both sides of, of the shore, you know, both the, the chaos and, and the beauty. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know if any, you know, because I, I, I tell people initially that, you know, I started writing this in 2005 and we started uh, the initial production in 2009. So it was, it was definitely, you know, before MTV. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, no, again, and I think that's something the audience, you know, for me personally seeing the movie, you know, you definitely have to pick a copy up just because, like Tom is saying, it shows so many different aspects of the Jersey Shore. It's not just all about the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And there are so many beautiful, genuine, and authentic elements about it. Um, so talk a little bit about, and then we'll, we'll take a break, and we'll come back and talk more about the film, but talk about your experiences growing up at the Jersey Shore and what were some of the things that you enjoyed doing that, you know, inspired you to write this film. Sure. Um, like I said, I spent pretty much every summer there since I was a kid. And I love the beach. I love being outside in the summertime down there. I love, um, I, I surf, you know, I know you're, you're an average surfer. I, I grew yes. up literally when I was in middle school and high school, I would just wake up pretty much every single day and just go to the beach and I would just surf like pretty much all day long and just wait for those hurricane swells to come at the end of the summer and, and, and you know, hop on those <laughs> waves then. And um, I love fishing. I still do. Um, you know, we had a like a 17 foot boat growing up, so I would go on there. We'd go down to the barn and get inlet, and we'd do clamming and crabbing, and, and just you know everything that the shore has to offer. There's so many outdoor activities, and just being down there in the summer and and riding your bike and and you know and you know sunsets and sunrises, and it's just a really it's a it's a beautiful place. It's there's um, just so many memories that I have down there as a child, and also you know till this day. And then uh, you know when once you hit 21, and you kind of go to uh, you start going to the clubs. You start going to, um, the, you know, Seaside Heights at, um, at night and, and, and witnessing, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning debauchery at this Tuesday place and just, like, <laughs> the craziness that, you know, that that has to offer. It's kind of an interesting dichotomy um, to the area, and it's also an interesting, I think, reflection on a lot of people, that there a lot of people have different sides to themselves. Um, and I, I thought it was a good you know, backdrop, and I thought it really related well to uh, the characters that I portrayed in the film. Yeah, no, I definitely I definitely agree with that. And, again, people definitely will have to purchase a copy of this film, and uh, we'll take a quick break in a moment, and then we'll talk about, you know, all the different film festivals you have coming up and that you've had and some of the nice awards you received as well as where people can get the film and uh, a lot more about it. All right? Something all right, great. Thank you. On hold. Yeah, I'll put you on hold, Tom. I'm just going to do a couple of quick commercials, and then we'll come back. Sure. Okay, thanks. All right, everyone, again, you're listening to the filmmaker Thomas Benty on The Carrie Edelman Show. And uh, please definitely check out, go to YouTube, type in At the Jersey Shore. Definitely check out the trailer for their film. It'll give you a really good taste of what the film is about. And as you mentioned, we're going to talk about some details of where people can purchase a copy of this film when we come back. 
So I just want to give a couple of plugs. I'm actually doing two shows this week. I'm, I'm interviewing Tom tonight, and then tomorrow we switch over at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern on April 18th to a female-fronted hard rock slash metal band uh, called Orin, and it's spelled A-U. R-I-N. So you definitely have to check them out. This is a really cool upcoming band. And uh, actually, it's my first female-fronted uh, rock band, ironically, on, on the show, especially since I'm involved in music. So uh, definitely check them out tomorrow night. Also, just please keep in mind, if you tune in late to the show tonight or for some reason you're listening and you have other people that want to check it out who couldn't tune in, the podcast will be available when the show is over. I always highly recommend that my guests continue to promote it. They do very well, and they are available to stream, download, um, et cetera. It's also on iTunes. You can get it there, too. Okay, so let's check out two quick commercials. We're going to do a female fitness energy drink called Flirt Energy Drink. And uh, please, if you are a female fitness athlete, go to flirtsport.com. We'll check out a quick advertisement from them. And then when we come back from that, we're going to segue right into an advertisement for Zero X1 Sound Studio. Amazing studio, everyone. It's located out of Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And, um, for example, uh, speaking of Tom tonight and his film, they do everything from sound design. They record metal bands, rock bands, um, they do voiceover work, so pretty much it runs the whole gamut of anything audio-related. And you can check them out, too, at 0x1sound.com. All right, we'll be back in one moment. Hey, Alyssa, you look awesome. Wow, thanks. What are you doing, putting in extra hours at the gym? No, I drink Flirt, the pink energy drink. You like my energy, don't you? Yeah. Flirt is the first energy drink designed for women by women. Flirt, the one in the pink can? Flirt is jam-packed with natural ingredients. Really? Zero calories, DHA, folic acid, green tea, and putia. I could get it here at the gym, right? Flirtsport.com. Flirt. Sports.com. Yeah, com for a location near you. Zero by One Sound, South Jersey's premier recording and audio production studio, featuring award-winning engineers, state-of-the-art gear, and spacious tracking rooms. Zero by One Sound offers musicians of any genre an exciting and professional recording environment. Call us now at 856-396-7672 to discuss your project and take a tour of the studio. Or visit us on the web at 0x1sound.com. All right, everyone, welcome back. A couple of quick other plugs for the shows coming up this month. Uh, next Tuesday, April 24th at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, we are going to be bringing back on Scott Schiaffo, and he is one of the main actors that was involved in Clerks. He's an amazing actor, and we're bringing him back on to talk about his poetry book, which was just released. It's blowing up. It's on Amazon.com. You can find it on all major digital sites to purchase books. And it is titled, Vicious Dogs Attack Me in Sleepless Nights of Summer. It's an amazing poetry book, and uh, he's just an amazing actor and writer. So he's going to be coming on next Tuesday, April 24th, followed by April 25th. We are going to have on the CEO of Creepy Collections. This is an amazing company, guys. Uh, They develop animatronics. Those are the different types of creepy things that you see in amusement parks, the the things that have sounds in them that move. Um, They also do stuff for CSI, the dead bodies you see. 
So you can check them out at creepycollection.com, and that's going to be another amazing interview. And I was honored to be uh, fortunate enough to do some voiceover work for some of these animatronics. So if you go to creepycollection.com, you will see my uh, baby doll that I did that has this creepy spinning head and also a uh, female zombie voice. All right, so let's bring Tom back on now to talk more about At the Jersey Shore. All right, Tom, now you're back. Hi. Hey, okay. (laughs) So thank you for putting up with our little break. I usually do a music break, but I just wanted to do the quick advertisements tonight so we could just continue on with your interview. Oh, no problem, no problem. Yeah, so one thing I thought that was really interesting, and and you can kind of fill us in on the details with this, was when I was reading your press release, did you really cash in all of your life savings to put this film together? Uh, well, you know, it's uh, it, it's not cheap to make a film, and right, right. Uh, I did have um, I did have uh, some some jobs, uh, you know, full time jobs um, that I, I still have to this day, and I uh, yeah I I, uh, I I a lot of that money that uh, you know I made it really went into the film. Um, so, yeah, and then I was lucky enough to have some uh, support from my parents, and then uh, Greg helped out as well. So, all combined, you know, we, we did it. Somehow, somehow we did it. <laughs> you know, just looking on the screen, uh, actually at the Garden State Film Festival, I mean, um, I, it, it, the fact that it, it, that we actually completed this is just, um, uh, it, it, to me, it's, uh, it's amazing because there's, uh, you know, people that just kind of go to the movies and they take it for granted or they'll go to a film right. festival and they'll watch a film for granted. They really don't know everything that goes into it. Um, but it's, it's such, it's a huge ordeal. It's a huge, huge ordeal. Even a, even a short film, uh, like a 10 or 15 minute film. I mean, there's just so much time and work and energy that goes involved in it. So you really have to, have to love what you're doing. And, um, you know, I just never, we, everybody involved, we just never gave up on it. We just, we, we were going to finish it no matter what we did. That's cool. No, that's that's amazing. And I can appreciate what you're saying is that, you know, to put something really good and high quality out there, you definitely have to put a lot of time, energy, as well as, as you said, money into it to make it, you know, a great product. Um, so what are your what are your hopes with this film? Talk a little bit about uh, what are some of the things you anticipate from it. I know it's been featured in many film festivals as well as you have gotten some recognition for us, so fill the audience in on some of that. Yeah, sure. Well, we um, we finished up in 2010 production um, in the summer of, of 2000, and actually on Labor Day. And then for the next few months till the end of the year, we we edited everything, did the sound, um, you know, sound design and all that stuff. And uh, we had our first screening at the Sonoma, California Film Festival exactly one year ago, in 2011. Um, and you know, it was a, it was a that was a, it was an amazing weekend out there. It was so beautiful. I, it was the first time I've been to Northern California. I was only we were only there for like three days, but we had such a great time. We saw so many great films. And uh, you know, the, the crowd that came out to the screening, the the, the first um, showing was I think on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we were—I was nervous because it was kind of really the first time that people outside my inner circle have seen the film, and it was an older demographic that came, and that's really not the uh, the target demo for this film. <laughs> but right. 
but they, you know what? They, I don't know if they're just like the, you know, really nice Northern California people, but they, they really seemed to, uh, they really liked it. And then we had another screening, and it was only about half full the, the screening room that that Friday night. And then the following day, we had like a Saturday afternoon screening, and we 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 had to actually turn people at the door. I guess word of mouth had spread that you know this was a pretty cool film, and uh, we actually there was a line to get in, and a lot of people didn't get in because uh, you know we were wow. over overbooked. And people liked it. You know, people liked it. They they definitely liked it out there. And then uh, we got into the Jersey Shore Film Festival in July, last July. And that was kind of where, where everybody, like all my friends, my family, like everybody came. We had a screening on a Saturday night at the Clearview in Ocean Township on Route 35. And, uh, you know, we had a packed house. There's probably... 160, 170 people there, and uh, yeah, and again, you know, everybody was really impressed. I mean, I, I, I think a lot of my friends and family they didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, you know, it's not an independent film. You know, who knows? But you know, everybody said it looked very professional. They really enjoyed it. That was a great story, great, great characters, and you know, it gets because it's like a hometown crowd in that, in that respect that they really appreciated what I was trying to say with the film. So uh, at the Jersey Shore Film Festival, we took home. Um, uh, audience Award and Jersey's Best Feature, which I was really proud right. about because there's a lot of good films at that film festival as well. And then uh, we had a screening just a couple months ago in New York City on the east side uh, as part of the New York New Filmmakers Festival. And, we, and that was a beautiful theater, and we had a lot of people showed up. And um, one of the the guy who who did one of the dance songs in the film at the big dance off at Karma, uh, the rapper G Dash, <laughs> he was there. And he brought a lot of his friends. You know, he's from Brooklyn, so he just, you know, hopped on the subway and came over to the east side of Manhattan. And, uh, you know, they, yeah, they, they, they enjoyed it. They they definitely enjoyed it. And then um, at your the, the screen that you saw was part of the Garden State Film Festival. And that's a film festival that I've been going to probably since, like, 2004. And it was kind of like an honor to be there after I've seen so many great films at that festival. And uh, we had a good screening there. And now we have the last final festival coming up on uh, Friday night, May 4th, in Montclair as part of the Montclair um, Film Festival, which is a very, very, very um, prestigious film festival, even though it's in its first year. Um, you know, it's, they have really a lot of great films there, too, and I'm really excited about that screening. So, um, And that's it. And then, we, uh, you know, then we're going to be on, like you said, video on demand and then on the, the Internet and iTunes and everything like that. So, Yeah, well, and please fill people in on plug where they can get tickets for the Montclair one if, if people are interested in going and what time that starts on May 4th. Sure, yeah, it's Friday night, May 4th um, at 9.30 p.m. We're going to be at the Clearview Cinemas right there in Montclair, and all the information for that is on uh, the Montclair Film Festival website. And if you go to um, the drama section or the New Jersey Spotlight section at the Jersey Show, will be right there, and all the information will be there, too. And then, um, actually, the week before that, on Friday, April 27th, that's when we have the big... A big, big release on uh, video on demand and on iTunes, Amazon, and Cinema Now. Um, so, on all those different outlets, you can actually pre order on iTunes right now, um, and then it's going to be available fully on April 27th. But um, we're going to be on over 50 million uh, homes on video on demand starting on that date. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm definitely excited. There's a huge audience out there for you know, video on demand and for the internet film. So I'm really just trying to get the word out there the best, you know, the best that I can. Uh, but for the cable VOD on the 27th, we're going to be on Verizon Fios, uh, two charter ATT verse. We're going to be on a lot of Canada stations as well. We're going to be on dish VOD, Mediacom, 
And then, like I said, on the Internet, it's going to be iTunes, Vudu, Amazon, and Cinema Now. And then on Friday, June 1st, we also have uh, more VOD coming out. It's going to be In Demand, uh, Comcast, Time Warner, and Cox. And, again, you can pre-order on iTunes uh, today. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm excited. I'm, I'm definitely excited. Um, you know, just uh, this dream of any independent filmmaker, really, to just get some sort of distribution deal and get it out there. So, yeah, um, and that's, that's you know, amazing. I'm, I'm really I mean, lucky. how did you – That's I mean, not to interrupt, but that's amazing. How did you secure the distribution deal? Because I can imagine how difficult and challenging something like that must be in terms of how do they go about considering someone's – film to be, you know, picked up. So tell us a little bit about that. Sure, sure, yeah. At the um, at the Sonoma, Film Fest, uh, Sonoma, California Film Festival last April, um, we had met a contact from a company called Gravitas um, uh, Independent Film Distribution Company. And uh, she didn't make it to the screening, but she had heard some buzz. She, you know, she heard from the festival uh, programmers that it was a cool film. And she heard, you know, a lot of people that actually saw the film that they enjoyed it. So she's like, yeah, let me, you know, send me a copy, send me a copy. So we did. And uh, we, you know, it took, a, uh, you know, the the, those, uh, the the corporate people that are in the independent film world, I mean, they're really busy. So it wasn't really until the end of the year, right before um, New Year's of this year, of, of last year, rather, I'm sorry, that she, you know, we got the email and said that, she, you know, she really wanted to, to take on the film. So that's when we signed the contract and, you know, and the rest is history. Very cool. Very, very cool. And I'm just I'm, now I'm drawing a blank because there's something else I wanted to ask you about. I'm trying to think with the distribution. Uh, uh, I can't even think right now, Tom. <laughs> but maybe I'll, maybe it'll yeah. come back to me. So in terms of I know you're still you know working really hard on promoting at the Jersey Shore. Do you have anything else in store for the future uh, in terms of types of films, genre-wise, that you're looking at writing that you might want to share with the audience? Yeah, I, I pretty much um, wrote another script that uh, I'm really excited about. It's only in, in the early stages right now, so there's really not much to talk about. Okay. But it's, it's basically about, um, you know, my experience as, a, as an actor in New York and just the difficulty that, that comes with in trying to make it um, as an actor. Um, so I'm, I'm just finishing up, the like, one of the first drafts of the script, and then we're going to take it from there and see what happens. So I'm hopefully that, you know, the the, if this film at the Jersey Shore does well, that will lead me to other projects. So that's the ultimate goal. Very cool. Very cool. And in addition to filmmaking, what do you, you know, share with the audience what you do full-time? Because I know when you went to Rutgers, you, in addition to your acting career and all that other stuff, you have a, a background in uh, something else. And uh, how important do you think it is for people to, in addition to their passion of getting involved in something in the entertainment industry, have something else that's a little, I don't want to say more stable, but you know what I mean. Sometimes something that's a little more uh, you can fall back on if you have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, at Rutgers, I majored in English. And, um, you know, I was toying with maybe being a teacher. But then I um, I kind of just got into the whole sales thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing business-to-business -business sales. And, uh, you know, that's really what's paying the bills right, right now. Um, right. So, yeah, I couldn't imagine at 31 years old not having a, a steady income and a steady job. Um, even though my real passion is filmmaking and writing sure. and acting and directing, directing, uh, you know, um, it's it's important for me to just leave a nor lead a normal life and be able to provide for myself and not have to deal with like bartending or or, or being a waiter or something. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just not mm -hmm. what I want to do. Right, and I totally can respect and appreciate what you're saying because my situation is very similar too in terms of my passion for a variety of things as well as, you know, my career as a psychologist. So 
yeah, I think it's so important for people to have an even balance so that they can, uh, like you said, be able to support themselves and survive, um, which is really cool. So, yeah, please uh, feel free to plug some of your websites and some other places that people can uh, find you at and at the Jersey Shore, and uh, then we'll start to wrap things up. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, they can. Um, uh, well, we have a, a, a Facebook page at the Jersey Shore. If you just go into Facebook and you put that that on there, you can you can like us on Facebook and hear all the inf- info. Um, and that you know that's really the, where the real outlet is. We're gonna we're building a website right now, so that's not up yet. But that that information is going to be on the Facebook page. And um, again, the iTunes. You know, you can just go to iTunes and type in at the Jersey Shore or my name, Thomas Benty, and, uh, you know, it'll come up, and you can get, watch the trailer on there as well. And, you know, hopefully you pre-order it if you, if you feel like it, you know. <laughs> definitely. We definitely want people to uh, order Tom's film because it is really, really great, and especially people out there who are fans of the Jersey Shore, or even if you're not, you're really, like you said, going to get a good taste of various components and aspects of what the Jersey Shore is about and not just this uh, craziness that you see on MTV. <laughs> So I think that's a really yep. good uh, way to put it, Tom. But, um, yeah, yep. thank you so much for coming on tonight. It's it's a pleasure supporting you, and I'm so happy I had the opportunity to, you know, to meet you too, and I'm sure we'll see each other soon. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Thanks so much, um, you know, for having me on the show tonight. And once again, um, good luck with all your music endeavors. I, I enjoyed the CD that you gave me, so I'm looking thank forward you. to some of your new stuff as well. Okay. Thank you so much, Tom. I appreciate it, and we'll be in touch soon. Okay, take care. All right, have a great night. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone, again, please check out Thomas Venti's film, At the Jersey Shore. Become a fan of them on Facebook. Go to At the Jersey Shore, and you can also check them out on YouTube and uh, get a taste of what the trailer is like. And please, after April 27th, as he mentioned, you can purchase it, and you can also see it on various different uh, television stations and distributions. So, again, it's my pleasure to have this show and bring people on to support them. If you are interested in becoming a guest on The Carrie Edelman Show, you can go to Facebook and go to The Carrie Edelman Show. I have a ton of information up there on the info section of the page about the show and how you can reach out to me. Um, I've had so many guests contact me. It's great. I am in a little bit of a, a... backdrop right now in terms of uh, having to put some people on a little bit of a wait list just because I have so many people to book and I'm doing one to two shows a week. Um, So I will get back to everyone who does contact me and preview their product. Please also, you can follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. I also have a music page on Facebook, which is under Carrie Edelman, as well as two personal pages because I unfortunately maxed out my 5,000 Uh, friends on one page so if you can't get me on one of the personal pages please uh, seek out the other one and you can go to carrieedelman.com for my official website and more information um, on myself and the show so thanks everyone again for tuning in tonight a couple more quick plugs for all of you Stern fans out there we are going to be having a very special show on May 8th it is going to be featuring uh, a co-host with me who is Joseph Muski and he is the creator of Stern Superfans, so check them out at sternsuperfans.com. And this special show that we're hosting is going to be for Howard Stern as the new judge on America's Got Talent. So the show is going to be called America's Got Howard Stern, and it really is going to be exclusively dedicated to the fans to call into the show 
and provide their support, talk about their uh, experiences, if anyone went to a real AGT taping, as well as they can talk about their initial impressions when they found out that Howard was going to be the new judge. So that's May 8th at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern on uh, this station. So thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in again tonight. I'm going to close the show with my ballad, Another Life. I think it it fits pretty uh, well. It's apropos for the Jersey Shore, and people could relate to it after they see the film. So this song is off of my debut album, Leave It All Behind. You can find it on iTunes by searching Carrie Edelman and... Um, I look forward to being back on, as I mentioned, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern with the female-fronted hard rock slash metal band Orin, A-U-R-I-N. Thanks so much, everyone, again tonight, and have a great night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.